Welcome to the Combat Basketball Association live tonight as the Alley Kings take on the Danger Dudes. But, Heather, before we get into tonight's proceedings, we have a solemn bit of business to take care of. Yeah, we've, uh, as always, lost a few players in last week's game, and it's time for us to have a moment of silence as we read off the names of those players who, regrettably, were killed or died on the court. Gary Sento. John Plotz. Mike Alpha. Desky Bibbs. Joel. Just Joel. Snod Clarkson. Matt Apodaca. Audio Jefferson. Bill Lambeer's clone. Shargo BBY. Bill Lambeer's second clone. Rod Rods. Uh, hey, let's can we can we time out real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Heather, none of those people exist. <laughs> What are you what are you doing? What? What are you talking about? What are you reading from? <laughs> from the list of people who died last week in combat basketball, right? No, none of those are real are, names. <laughs> what? Am I Am I the one who died? Heather Ann Campbell. Oh my god, I'm dead. They They can't even hear me. Nick, can you hear me? Oh god. Uh yes. Unfortunately, oh, Heather I, Ann Campbell I was killed by a stray gunshot oh. in last week's game. Oh, Thankfully, no. <laughs> we have the next best thing, Heather Ann Campbell's clone. Hello, I am Heather Ann Campbell's clone. Hello, I am a Hello. You're kind of an improvement, honestly. My jaw is a toilet. <laughs> We press B to pass and press B to shoot. In basketball simulation, Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. This week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and what the fuckiest video games of all time. <laughs> that third W was by at Mindtaker <laughs> underscore. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with the great Heather Ann Campbell. I'm the great <laughs> Heather Ann Campbell <laughs> alongside our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. I thought I'd throw in the the great. Why not? That was really so, kind of you. Yeah, uh, Heather also had the opportunity to throw in the great, and she did not. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> completely omitted. So that's but that's fine. I get it. Any and compliment? Now, it's, it's aspirational. Wow. So I can, wow. I can get. I, I'm working toward one. 
I, I was, here's the thing. I was so overwhelmed by being called the great that my brain shut down. And I was just like, remember the words, remember the words you're supposed to say. <laughs> you're, you're great, Apodaga. Okay. You are just, we you're literally you, the only good part of the show. That's so, not, I mean, that's, well, that's, that's Devin slander. Devin. That's Devin okay. slander. I well, said you and Devin. Yeah, Maybe. obviously both you and I are, are dead weight, but the two we of them are, the are doing worst. good stuff. But we don't got to be so <laughs> fast to say that 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 what she said was incorrect. We could let it sit a beat and say, but actually also Devin too. Right, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have. I'm like I'm I'm very excited about this guest. I'm very excited about this guest's take on this particular game and this game is truly dog shit. This is really it's really really bad. I'm not going to bury the lead here. This is this is an awful game. So before we descend into gaming hell this week, it is time as we always do to first spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt count us off. Go for it, Heather. All right. So I got the Polymega in the mail, which is a thing that I ordered years ago. It is a video game system that uh, that plays all of the old systems, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, Sega CD, Saturn, PlayStation, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you uh, load all of your old games on and it uh, rips them. And then they are permanently in your library, which then functions like Netflix. Uh, here's the thing. There's a little bit of controversy on on Twitter on whether or not they are sending Polymega units to people with followings and or podcasts or if they are legitimately shipping them out uh, based on your date of pre-order. If I got mine based on the date of my pre-order, huzzah, it's fucking awesome. I'm having a blast with it. If they have targeted me to to use me as some kind of like thing then I am not having it. And I'll tell you some bad shit about that system. I'll, I'll tell you that the, the, the action on the Genesis module is a little too tight for my comfort. And I feel like it's destroying my carts. Time's when up. When I put them in. Okay, uh, that's it. Did, Heather, did you use this new piece of hardware to play this week's game? No. So here's mm. the thing with this Polymega is you have to have the actual cart. So, like, oh, I was okay. able to dump everything from my old collection. Every game that I have in my garage is now on the Polymega. But you can't do, like, an EverDrive situation with it. Right. I have an EverDrive on my Super NES, which has RGB out to my PVM. So I can play it that way. But, no, I, I, I emulated this game because when I looked at it, I was like, there is no effort. I'm putting zero effort. In this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's introduce our guest uh, from Binge Mode and the Emmy Award winning NBA desktop. His new Crooked Media podcast, Take Line, as well as the spiritual successor to NBA desktop, all caps NBA, both premiere this very week. Returning to the show, Jason Concepcion. Hi, Jason. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. What a joy. What a treat! And uh, I we have we have a lot to talk about game wise, but I do want to discuss something we do? that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't get deep into Bill Lambier's combat basketball. I can tell. <laughs> didn't simulate a full season. Um, 
Uh, I, I before we, adjacent to gaming, adjacent yes. to uh, to tech and basketball, there is a thing mm-hmm. that is going on right now that both you and I have kind of dabbled oh, with, uh, which is which is NBA Top Shot. Oh, yeah. uh, now, Heather and and Matt, do you have any awareness of NBA Top Shot? Is this that NFT bullshit you keep trying to yes. hawk on us? This pyramid scheme? Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, this is the pyramid scheme I'm trying to loop you into. Great, great, um, great. <laughs> it's a, yeah, Wait, th- can so we these describe? Are, I want you to describe for my mom who is listening what oh, wow. an NFT is. It's this. It's 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 inscrutable. It's impossible to do because it doesn't make any sense even when you know what it is. But yes. basically, it's a way to have a... Uh, and unique, non-forgeable uh, digital piece of media. So, like you know, that can be a, a JPEG, that could be a video, that could be an audio clip. In in the case of N, of NBA Top Shot, they're they're basically gifts. They're basically animated gifts of of plays featuring star players or or some non-star players. Yes. Uh, so it, it, it's it's like a new digital version of a basketball card. Right. Yeah. Great. And, I think that works. So it is, and it's also, I mean, it's, but it's, it's as dumb as it sounds, but it is also <laughs> like oddly addictive. And then weirdly, like it, like just the amount of money in this market is staggering. Yeah. I can't believe how much some people are spending on some of these, these digital, uh, uh, these, some of these gifts of like dunks and, and three pointers. That's right. Uh, we are involved in it. Nick and I are involved in it. I am involved, uh, in a, in a financial way with a friend of mine who I, uh, Jason Gallagher was director of uh, NBA Desktop, is the director of All Caps NBA. We split a Tyrese Halliburton rookie card um, wow. because it was a little too it was a little too rich for for any one of us, and so we split it. And I want to uh, I want to uh, let people know that while the amount of money we spent on this card is not uh, is not in any way hazardous to our long-term financial outlook or even our our short to medium-term financial outlook. It is, at this point in time, I can say embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Me personally, <laughs> emotionally, I, f- I, I feel as if I have been swindled and uh, <laughs> am, I'm still holding out hope that it will eventually go up once uh, rookie tags are, are produced for some of the rookie players uh, in the current uh, batch of cards. Or uh, top shots, I should say, um, but otherwise, um, I've I've been it, it's been a journey. Let's just put it that way. There's a lot of money in this market, yes, and your money goes in, but it is very hard to get out. As far as I can tell, it's a black hole. There's no way to withdraw from <laughs> to withdraw your balance. So, so uh, and and then you mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. So there's an interesting layer to this uh, for Heather and Matt, and for anyone else who's who's not a sporto, which is that the so Tyrese Halliburton his his moments are particularly valuable valuable a because he's a young player, but b because he himself is actively involved in NBA Top Shot and, and right. collecting his own moments, collecting other players' moments. Um, again, moments is the term for for like a card effectively mm-hmm. and uh and and let's just engaging with it on social media so he becomes a desirable player that people want to own because there's like a chance you could interact with him or there's a chance right. you could own something that he also owned that's uh that is absolutely correct i think one of the interesting things about sport collectibles and i think this is true for you know, Marvel cards, Pokemon cards to to maybe a lesser extent. Um, but most collectibles of this ilk is that hype is like baked into 
the asset price, you know, mm-hmm. a player plays well. And then all of a sudden people are reminded of that player and think, oh, maybe there's a chance that that player will become an all time legend. Therefore, I'll buy low on this person's card. It's, you know, the same thing that happens with uh, comic books or any other kind of collectible. And so it's really been interesting to see Tyrese and other players Terry Rozier, for example, kind of like game the system by just being out there on social media talking about Top Shot and yes. their own Top Shots and like clearly juicing either the price of their own collectibles or collectibles that they own for reasons that are unclear. P.S. We should note again, people can put their money in, but only a small amount of the people on the platform have been able to get their money out so far. Not, I'm not saying anything untoward is going on. I'm just saying... It is a very opaque system that I have uh, fervently been taking part in, and it is, <laughs> and it feels like there's a lot of shady things going on. Right, but uh, it's unclear uh, what those are. You're right to warn potential investors that, th- like, this is and and you know, being very fortunate to be in the position to have a little bit of money, I can just sort of be like, okay, it's okay if I lose this. I, I have right. some like it's effectively like going to gambling Vegas money. Exactly. Right. Like, if you think of it in that way, and like, it's fun to collect these cards. I may lose money on them. I may lose all of my money that I put into this system. Um, but yeah, it, it really it really should be that approach. It, it's not like. You know, you saw some people like liquidating their their uh, uh, like or just taking all the money they had in their savings so they could buy GameStop stock. It's just like, don't please don't do that with top. Sh- don't don't do that with anything. But please don't do that yeah. with NBA Top Shot. Do that it. seems like that's going to be. I, I'm going to take do the it. opposite. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you don't want to die. You don't want to be in your deathbed being like, I could have risked it all. So. <laughs> I had a so uh, so I bought a uh, JaVale McGee, a uh, Laker great JaVale McGee. Uh-huh. I bought one of his top shots. That was one of the one first of the, ones I bought. One of the five initial investors who are directly NBA players who are directly involved in uh, the top shot endeavor, which is a ama- which is a fact I learned from you, which is uh, which is amazing. And uh, so I, I bought this dunk of JaVale McGee and I showed it to uh, uh, my wife, Natalie. And I was like, check this out. I was like, 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 I bought this dunk. She was like, you own, you wait, you own this dunk? I was like, well, I'm like one of like 10,000 people who own versions of this dunk. But this one in particular is mine. I was like explaining to her and she was like, she was like, okay, kind of wrapping her head around it. And then she was like, how much did you pay for it? And Uh again, this is very stupid, but I said, uh, I revealed that I spent $36 on it. (laughs) And she collapsed to the floor in a heap. (laughs) It was like like I told her I euthanized her dog while she was at work. She could not handle that emotionally. And then she was just like, she just kept saying, that's horrible. That's horrible. (laughs) And eventually after about three to five minutes, she came around to... I'm glad you found something to occupy your time. That was her making peace with it. <laughs> but yeah, so, very stupid is dumb. It's it's all stupid. So just I, I was gonna I was gonna go on the Top Shot uh, website just to uh, read to you the message that comes up when you try to withdraw your money from the uh, from the service. But uh, when I tried to log on, I'm getting a 503 service temporary unavailable error. So that's 
Not a strong indicator of the Dapper platform or Top right. Shot right now. I don't know if you can get into it, but I will say that something very similar uh, happened to me when when Jason and I, my friend Jason and I, went in on that Tyrese Halliburton. I get a call later that evening, like eleven thirty, um, a FaceTime from Jason. And I'm like, uh oh. So we get on, and he's like, Hey, will you uh, will you just tell Kelly, <laughs> Kelly his wife, will you just explain to Kelly like what this is and. <laughs> Man, it's that's so funny. I was was in the car today with Mary, uh, and I was explaining. We were talking about NFTs, and she, she, I was. She thinks it's a. She thinks it's a scam by rich people to make themselves richer. Like she, she, she's pretty certain that it is, it is a top down scam. So like, you know, oh, I, I own the Mona Lisa and it's like, (laughs) how much will you pay me for the Mona Lisa? And they're like giggling behind closed doors that like, (laughs) this is not the Mona Lisa. It's, it's, it's a receipt. You own the receipt, not the thing. Like the thing is, is readily available to everyone. They can look at it and it's not going to get any more real than being able to look at it. So it's a scam. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, well, well, if that's the case, then, you know, so is Bitcoin. And she's like, yeah. And so is money. We're all, we're all in a big scam for rich people. And I was like, sure. Oh, basketball cards has somehow made my girlfriend a total nihilist. (laughs) 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 And, and of the two of us, she's usually the one who's like pretty optimistic. You know, she benefit of the doubt. Everybody, right? And, you know. Anyway, it, it is it is very dystopian. I mean, it's it, it's and it extreme. seems unsustainable, but it's also it's a fun ride at the moment. Again, if you have a little bit of of money, you can afford to lose. Um, let's. Uh, I I wanted to switch topics a little bit uh, to, to get away from basketball for one second because mm-hmm. uh, on on your podcast, a uh, uh, binge mode, your great podcast, binge mode, Jason, you've covered uh, you know a lot of IP, uh, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel. Mm-hmm. A lot of these a lot of these IP have been. Convert have been licensed into video games. Oh yeah. Are, are there any games in any of these worlds or adjacent to any of these worlds that you're like, like this one? They really got it right. They captured what's good about this particular franchise. Um, the Spider-Man games on PS4 and PS5. So Spider-Man and then Miles Morales are excellent. And uh, leaving aside the fact that Peter Parker is essentially a cop and and the story itself is full of <laughs> copaganda the very first right. game is an excellent and very fun game that i think um uh really executes the kind of like aspirational aspect of spider-man's powers swinging you know in the uh, amongst the canyons of the of the new york city skyline that sort of thing um, and Miles Morales is is super fun and exactly in that vein as well and much less copagandy. And then I would say um, the Arkham games, Arkham Asylum in particular, I think is actually one of the best Batman stories ever. Like in addition wow. to being a really, really fun game with a, for me, perfectly addictive action fighting mechanic, uh, also, just being a very, very interesting and well done exploration of Batman and his, uh, you know, mission to fight crime 
uh, as a kind of, you know, pathology, basically. Right. Like here's a here's a person who his uh, legitimately can't just kill the Joker, knowing that the Joker is going to escape and kill like ten thousand people in in Gotham, and he just can't do it because he's got this weird pseudo sexual relationship with this person who he can't let go of. Uh, really interesting game and uh, super fun to play. Um, yeah, and then also if you search the fan art community, that pseudo-sexual relationship becomes overtly sexual. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> are you at all, Jason, are you at all excited for Hogwarts Legacy, the upcoming Harry Potter game? Um, I was. I certainly mm. was excited for it uh, for a while. Um, but, you know, it's hard to justify putting money in jk rowling's pocket right now yeah uh and i've lived my life without a triple a harry potter universe video game and i can i can live the rest of my life without it too i just think you know i I, the books came out and a a wonderful community uh, sprung up around it and it's a, a perfect opportunity to not have to spend more money in that universe when the person who's like directly uh, behind it is fostering just really terrible um, ideas about trans people. And so I, I have zero level of excitement for it. I actually kind of dread it because of the discourse that I know will come. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's such a fucking bummer to know that then there will also be people like, Go like people will get behind it just to, as a political statement, just That's to be going like, to like, yeah. And people who don't even like Harry Potter and that what just a, like, yeah, just seeing all that sucks so bad. What a strange place for an evangelical to be in, uh, to be <laughs> <laughs> forced to support witchcraft in order to support anti-trans. Vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> like to thread your kid down that needle is, it seems like it, it's an impossible task, but you can't just be like, well, the, you know, the left is trying to cancel JK Rowling and I'm going to let right. that stand. No, you right. have to be like, I'm not going to let free speech. We have to do free speech. But then also to be like, but I also am worried that the, because Harry Potter is evil. Yeah. What if so, it's true? Yeah. (laughs) So we're talking this week about a Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Before Mm -hmm. we get into that game. There are some games that this reminded me of. I was playing it for the first time, but there are some games that are adjacent to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like your NFL blitzes, um, yeah. uh, arch rivals, which was a basketball beat em up, mutant league yeah. football, which put it in kind of a, a, a you know more of a, a sci fi setting. Uh, you ever mess around with any of those games, Jason? Um, a little bit, not a t- not a lot of bit. The most of the sports uh, games that I was playing around this time, uh, you know, it's like Tecmo Bowl. Right. Um, uh, was it Blazers versus Bulls? Um, yes. And that was it. Blazers versus Bulls was, at the time, that's like a year or two after this, but at the time was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. 
That was the Genesis one? Yeah, was that was that, the Genesis yeah. one. And there was also, a, well, not in the beat-em-up style, but more of a traditional sports game. There's also uh, uh, Dr. J versus Larry Bird, which I had oh, yeah. for... I had for um, for a, a computer for PC. Yeah, my dad had that on his Commodore 64, and it was just yeah. I think that was maybe the first sports video game I ever played. It's it's interesting because, you know, a game like Tecmo Bowl is it, and, and I haven't played Blazers versus Bulls. I, I don't know if it's similar, but it's it, like even it's it's arcadey. But it's also trying like it's not like a sim, but it's also trying to replicate the rules of football and like kind of respect the source, the the, the game that it's, you know, the the game that is a virtual version of Bill Ambeer's combat basketball is so far from that. (laughs) Just basically someone who just has no like it it feels like someone who just like heard about basketball vaguely and was trying (laughs) to create something that sounded like this rumored sport they'd heard about. I completely agree. It's it's totally bizarre. The rules, it doesn't seem to have any fidelity towards the rules other than there being, you know, obviously a basket and a rectangular court and the kind of the three-point arc and stuff like that. You have to inbound the ball. But otherwise, uh, this game, it could be rugby. Yes, right. <clears throat> it it, it kind of plays well, more like, like something like that. But let's get into yeah. it, Heather. Does rugby have... Mines and bombs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bill Lambier's combat basketball is a game that play, it takes place in a future basketball tournament uh, in the year 2031. So this is 10 years from now. This is how <laughs> right. basketball is going to be played. We have not. And listen, and I think the way things are going, it's possible that we get here. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, I can't wait for that to happen and all like the all the like white uncles who just complain about traveling or just I knew it this is where it was headed Uh, it was released in 1991 by Hudson Soft only on the Super Nintendo Uh, other games released in 1991 include The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Street Fighter 2 Battletoads Super Castlevania Sonic the Hedgehog again Great year in video games, Great except game. for Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it, the story of the game is that Bill Lambeer has become the commissioner of a basketball league. Right. He's fired the referees and created a yes. style of play without rules. There are no fouls and use of weapons is perfectly legal. Uh, this game. So here I want to for people at home who are like me, who are like, who is Bill Lambeer? Uh I uh, read some articles and there is uh, one specifically that has uh, it was Pro Hoops Journal uh, had a uh, excerpt from a 2002 (laughs) book, The Detroit Pistons, Four Decades of Motor City Memories. Um, that gave me a little context for who Bill Lambeer was. In April 1987, Michael Jordan spoke out saying, Lambeer is the dirtiest player in the NBA. And the teams <laughs> brawled at Chicago. He, Lambeer slugged Cleveland's Brad Darty in a January 27, 1989 fight, leading to a $5,000 fine and a one-game suspension. Countless tussles with the Celtics centered around Lambeer. He pulled down Larry Bird on a layup in Game 3 of the Eastern Finals at the Silverdome, leading to his national televised mugging by Robert Parrish two games later. Uh, 
Upon his 1993 retirement, Lambeer was no doubt the most penalized player in NBA history, <laughs> compiling $69,000 in fines over a dozen incidents, plus $17,000 in lost pay. I don't know if that record still stands, but then I was like, oh, somebody looked at this dude and was like, man, what if this was the way that basketball was played? <laughs> right. It is, a, it, is, it is a very... It is a very Trumpian idea that the the way basketball should go is a uh, complete legalization of violence as embodied by this notorious white basketball player playing a black sport. It's um, it's creating it's quite incredible. And he was an absolutely despised player in his day, a very, very skilled he was uh, was one of the kind of like early proponents of the three point shot, ferocious rebounder, but was known for doing things outside of the norms of like traditional hard play. He'd elbow you in the face. He'd he'd gouge your eyes. He'd like come at you while you were in the air and try to knock your uh, your legs out from under you. He was a, a notoriously hated person, uh, and the knock on him was that he wasn't just like playing hard. He was like really, really trying to hurt people. Uh, he was, you know, his, his parents were rich. He was like an heir. He didn't need any of this. Like, and he kind of played it like it, like he could, he didn't care if he got banned for life. Like tomorrow he'd be fine. Can Canonically, he is 73 years old when this game takes place. <laughs> <laughs> like it, because they yes. said a year, because it is 2031 when this happens, that means he is 73 years old. And I don't know if the cover... He's Trump's age now in this <laughs> game. I don't know if the cover of the game is supposed to be him. Like, can you guys it, expound it is. on so, that? So there's, a, so there's a layer to this, which is that this is a future reality where cloning has been normalized. Again, right. 10 years from now. We'll, we'll see. Um, Could happen. And... Uh, and so as you play this game, you can acquire like if you're playing in league mode, you can acquire new players as you as you accumulate more um, in-game currency, including Bill Lambeer himself, a cloned young version of Bill Lambeer, who is right. the best player in the league. Not only that, <laughs> you can acquire a team ultimately. And this is kind of, I think, the the apex of achievement within this 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 reality. You can acquire a team that consists of five Bill Lambeer clones. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's I mean, the lore is the lore is bananas here. I, I think just just to talk about Lambeer as a guy a little bit more. In addition to being like this this dirty player and this this loathe uh, person within the league, he's also like not even cool. Like it's right. like like Rodman was like known as like a dirty Dennis Rodman, also a, a Detroit Piston uh, for a time, was also known as like a like a, a guy who played hard, who maybe could play a little dirty. Um, but Rodman was like cool. Bill Lambeer was like a he looked like a fucking nerd. He looked yeah. like your friend's dad who has a van conversion. He's just a fucking square, <laughs> uncool dude. And so to make him the face of a video game to appeal to kids is a baffling decision. No 11 year old boy would think that Bill Lambeer was that was the coolest player. Absolutely bizarre that that was the choice. Again, in a league in which, you know, 
Larry Bird existed, Michael George existed, Magic Johnson (laughs) existed. Like these are all people that are playing Charles Barkley, any number of Charles Barkley. He's a guy who was very tough, very physical, but also like good and cool and not trying to like kill people on the court. So it was it is an absolutely baffling decision, baffling. Um, and this game has is is a series of baffling decisions because also in addition to the license and the and the world basketball uh, uh, even if you're not someone who who follows the sport avidly you're at least aware that verticality is an element like you right. know you it, it's it's not point. like soccer where it's mostly a ground based game it, right. it's you know players are jumping players are dunking players are rebounding players are shooting shots in an arc uh, that goes up from the earth. This game chooses to use an overhead perspective to represent the game of basketball, which makes it so hard to gauge where the ball is going and how and where your players are positioned vertically. I mean, it would be really funny if the Air Jordan logo was from above. It would be like the ball would be at the top and then it would be like a line to the bottom. And that would be like, <laughs> help. <laughs> um, Jason, do, did you play this game as a kid? Am I am I correct? I play, I think I, I do recall playing it a few times. I did not own it myself, but I recall playing it. And I don't think I was very discerning at the time. It, uh, I was, we didn't have uh, video games in the home except for the PC. And a lot of the games for that were like pirated from friends, older brothers. So Nintendo was absolutely huge. And there were m- multiple friendships that I uh, maintained simply because it gave me access to Nintendo. So it was kind of like, Catch as catch can in terms of like what Nintendo right. games I was playing at that time. It was like what, what was my friend willing to put into the uh, into the console at any given time. So I remember playing it, but not really having a just being so thrilled that I was like holding a controller that I didn't really have a good. Uh, a, I wasn't really analyzing the quality of the play at the time. Having played it, uh, you know, for this, it is it is awful. It yeah, is absolutely it's- dog shit. It's really bad, and we, and we've talked about that. I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Just like your kid, a kid brain, a kid's brain responds to a game like this by just being like, "Oh, it's hard," not right. just like, "Oh, this is poorly designed." And uh, the reason it's difficult is because on the Super Nintendo, a controller that has six buttons yeah. was a huge step in in terms of yes. of, of hardware interface. Uh, you know, went from two buttons on the NES to six buttons on the Super Nintendo. Introduced the idea of shoulder buttons. The this game uses a total of one button for one every button. gameplay action. It's Shoot, just a, inbound it's, the ball, tackle the whole thing. One button. It's all the B button, every single day. And it's just context wise, whether you're pressing the D pad yes. or whether you're sta- you're in motion or in uh, it, or or still or stationary, whether you have the ball or not. That's all that determines context wise what the B button does. And and uh, again, for for my mother out there listening, usually <laughs> when you play a video game, you're playing as Mario or Zelda right. or you're you're able to select which player on a basketball court you are choosing to control at any given moment. So you can play a basketball game where you only play as one person. That tracks. I mean, you could do it. It's not easy, but you could do it, right? In yes. this game, 
you are playing whatever whatever person the Super Nintendo decides you are playing, <laughs> who is generally on screen, and there's not like a, a, a significant amount of highlighting of that. I think there's like little <laughs> tiny arrows of which person you are. But it's as if you are playing the hive consciousness of an entire basketball. <laughs> like it's, it's, you aren't playing a person. You're playing the whole, the game. You're playing the game of basketball. It's like a fucking alien designed it. It's nuts. <laughs> or bees. Like, it's like, well, how does basketball work? I don't know. Everybody's communicating psychically. Um, yeah, as someone who's played a, a number, you know, a lot of sports games in my day, that is maybe the biggest, my biggest frustration is that you can't yeah, control here. which player you have. Where you you can't change control manually uh, as a defender or as an offensive player. It just automatically gloms towards whatever's closest to the camera. Same here. And that was a big, I spent the first 10 minutes of trying to play this game, trying to move or trying to aim who I was inbounding to only yes. to eventually realize that what I was doing was causing the player that I was controlling to just like run off the screen to the farthest reaches of the court <laughs> at which point I would throw the ball directly to the opposing team who would then go up and, and just lay it up. It It is absolutely confounding in that way. Additionally, it, at least if you had this kind of like hive mind, uh, you know, homeopathic control scheme. If you could at least see all your players at any one time, <laughs> there would be, you would have some ability to control and to understand what's happening and to kind of like, you know, uh, just hammer out some kind of stratagem. That's impossible. There's just, you're not, there's not enough players. There's not enough resolution to see the full court. You don't know where your players are most of the time. And so then you're just kind of like running around in this black box, hoping yeah. that you can make the correct pass. Because of the, because as you mentioned, because of the cam, because of the camera angle, yes, you're not seeing a lot of, of action on screen and an NBA court is not that big. Like in most NBA basketball and most basketball video games, you can see half of the court at once. Right. Here you're seeing just a small little sliver of it. Uh, and and so what happens is you've got a basketball simulation that has on screen at all times <laughs> a mini map. So yeah. you can see where the other players <laughs> on the court are. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, wanna, it's really I, bad. Can I say though, as a, so I don't play sports games. They remain mm -hmm. the the black. They are the sealed puzzle in video games that will forever be locked for me. When I try and play a sport game, I'm like, this is a nightmare. And I like video games. Like I'm, I love them. So my experience of this was, oh, it is a sports game. For like the first like 15 minutes of playing, I was like, oh, man, I just am terrible at these. And then slowly began to realize why, wait, why can't I do anything? Like I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> like usually with like, like you put in FIFA or something and it's like, OK, there's a billion options of whatever the hell it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And there's also like a layer of management and like it's. I, I feel like now you, you also like negotiate sponsorships in those games. Like it's just like <laughs> so much shit happening. And in this, it's like press the button 
and that it, and, and you are bad is the worst <laughs> version of the sports game. <laughs> um, here were the here were the scores I wrote down. They, these were the first four games I played. Uh, lost thirty to zero. <laughs> lost. <laughs> 23 to 0, lost 12 to 0, and lost 8 to 0. Because my progress was I gradually figured out how to play defense in this game, which is just commit hard fouls constantly. Hard fouls. Yeah, you're just you just you basically just want to shove as much as po- as much as possible. And then if a shot is going towards the rim, there's no goaltending, so you just want to take your player. Hopefully, you can you are you are randomly selected to be controlling the player that's in the key that's closest to the basket, and then you can have that player jump and catch the ball in midair. But it's but the actually offense offense like it took me a while to figure out how to even make a shot. Actually, it took me a while to figure out how to even get the ball up court. Because passing the passing system is so bad, um, the ball yeah. just kind of go careens randomly out of bounds. It does not go to the player. You can't target who you're passing the ball to, and then the AI is just just marauding around, just punching you as much as possible. <laughs> so you can't just dribble up the court. It's so it's so challenging to figure it out on a basic level. I would get to the hoop, clear. Over and over again, like just get to the hoop. And I'm like, I've got the ball. And I'd be like, okay, how there has to be a way to to absolutely make sure that I'm going to get. And then I'd pass it to somebody. Yes. Yeah. Because shoot and pass are the same button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it's absolutely horrendous. I, I, I had the same experience as, as both y'all's. I spent my first game again throwing the ball directly to the opposing team which led to a myriad of free baskets for them finally i also realized oh i just go in and i attack whoever has the ball they drop it and i could pick it up so then i started actually getting a hold of the ball and trying to make my way down court but then i never made it more than four or five steps before I was absolutely gang tackled by two or more of the opposing team then i tried to start okay maybe i just kind of throw the ball in the direction of the basket. One of my other teammates will get it. That didn't happen either. The ball just <laughs> kind of like went wherever it would go. And it w- it was not until like the second or third game that I actually, almost like a soccer match, actually got within range of the opposing basket. And then it was like, well, how do I even aim at it? I, I, I was not sure how I aimed at it. Can't, I was can't. not, I, I couldn't figure out, is it, is it like a, uh, a timed press mechanic? Like, is it like a longer I press it, the harder I shoot? Or, and it didn't seem like any of that mattered at all. It was just kind of, you were just uh, a, an absolute victim to the vagaries of, of this, this uh, programming. Yeah, 100%. It's 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 so hard to to figure out how to do anything and then yeah, the shooting in particular, it, from what I eventually figured out and this was partly just like watching videos of people playing it, it is that all that really matters in terms of whether your shot goes in is where you're positioned on the court. It seems it's like uh, if you kind of like if you're like on the elbow or you're like, uh, you know, you're you're just beyond the three point arc, you'll pretty much hit the shot. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with uh, again, I, I could be wrong, but the game gives you no feedback in terms of what's actually happening. Um, but it did not seem to have anything to do with like in most games, it's like you you're holding the button down until you reach a certain po- you reach the apex of your jump and then you release the button and that will determine whether or not your shot's going to go in. It didn't seem to be like anything like that. Yeah. Uh, as I was trying to figure out how to play this game, there's one game fact for this. 
This is by, uh, I, I looked this one up. This is by uh, Balnabz, uh, who is a, a saint because he actually gives you a little bit of context in terms of how to play this game. And if you if you decide to do so for whatever reason, but here are his here here's a, a one of his a, one of his bullet points here. I just got this game. What are some good strategies? These these are the strategies he says, and this basically makes the game you can just exploit the AI and and win. Chain score. When you score a basket, the opposing team will get a throw in under your basket. As soon as a thrower releases the ball, tackle the receiver and score another basket. Repeat as many times as you can. Uh, yeah, the AI would loop me with that sometimes. Uh, second point, throw it out. And this this just speaks to how bad the passing in this, in the, in this game. <laughs> if you think you're about to be tackled, just pitch the ball out of bounds. In this game, throw-ins benefit the defense more than the offense. Setting up, in, up from a fixed location, it's easier to tackle your opponent when he has the ball than it is to avoid being tackled by your opponent when you have the ball. Same thing when your opponent scores on you. Like, like when you're trying to inbound the ball, just throw it out of bounds, give it to them, and then so when they inbound it, you can push them and then steal the ball so that you have ah. possession. Yeah, and it's just, it's so, it's just, you, you'd you figure, this would be the kind of thing where, like, if you're a kid and this is the one game you have and you have nothing but time, you would eventually figure this out. But if you're trying to approach this in any rational sense and trying to figure out, like, the, oh, I know how basketball works, you're not going to have any success. Um, it's 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 really, it's it's such a bummer because it's, it's like a funny idea for a game, like yeah, a future basketball. It's like it should be fun. It should be cool, but it's completely just fails in every in every aspect. I, I went looking for a manual for this just to kind of figure out how I could play. I didn't find any, although there are several um, available on eBay to buy. But I did find um, a, a bunch of original packaging, uh, like uh, for the game on online, and I just want to read you the back of the box here. So there's, it goes through the kind of like preamble about setting up the lore and the mythology of the game as, as y'all mentioned earlier. And then you get down to the bottom. It says, this is basketball my way, exclaims Lambie. <laughs> no wimps, no wussies. It's not just basketball, it's combat basketball. And then here are the bullet points for kind of the sales pitch for what makes this game great. Fast one-on-one -on -one action, play against the computer or a friend, one or two players. Powerful league mode, Make your own team by buying and selling players up to eight people can play in the same league. Battery backup lets you save your league so you can play anytime. So that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> you, there's, two player, there's two players. Uh, you can use a battery so the game doesn't just die and uh, you can play in the league, which is extremely rudimentary, by the way, as you mentioned. That's yes. it. I imagine how bad that party would be as a kid in middle school, <laughs> if you got seven friends to play an eight-player eight Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball League, how mad everyone would be at you for wasting their Saturday. I'm sorry. What What is this? You, you guys would, like, hang out in Oh, no. Gr groups? Oh, boy. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Reopening old wounds. <laughs> what I don't understand is unlike most things in a video game, uh, sports come with their own set of pre-existing rules and pre-existing conditions. Like you can, 
if you invent Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991, which is something that happened, you have to invent <laughs> how he moves, what like the hook is of the game, like what the enemies look like. You have so much work to do in order to create a video game. With basketball, what this and Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy, Windy City, and Shaq Fu, mm-hmm. they had basketball. Why was everybody so dedicated to not providing basketball <laughs> to the people who liked these guys? Like, if you like Bill Lambeer, why wouldn't you want to just play basketball? <laughs> it's it's confounding. And like, I, I, I NBA Jam came out around this time. Like, there mm. were fun ways yeah. to make, but yes. those were still recognizably basketball. That's like, correct. this is not... This does not feel you would not if you if you didn't have a context for this game and you played it, you would not necessarily think I am playing basketball. Not at all. I mean, the top down, as as Nick mentioned, the top down (laughs) camera angle (laughs) is really a bizarre choice. And we'll never I would love to interrogate uh, the people that came up with that at length to just try and ask them why why would you (laughs) why would you do this also if you're going to make something violent in the era when smash tv was being played in arcades and on home systems smash tv is a game where it's top down and you mow through everybody and it's violent and crazy like if you're going to call something combat basketball why not give people a gun like why not like make it crazy this is somehow still kind of restrained. Like, it's like, yeah. you can do anything, including yeah. punch or punch somebody. Like, it's not like. <laughs> well, uh, we should get to our final thoughts on Bill Ambeer's <laughs> combat basketball. It's time for the review crew. So we'll do our best to say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. Um, I, I struggle to think of anything anything redeeming beyond, I guess, just the bizarre lore is kind of fun. Uh, but the thing I centered on, just because it made me laugh when it happened, this is a game with no rules. You can goaltend. You can, uh, you can punch other players. There are bombs on the court. However... You can still get a backcourt violation. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one of the lamest rules in basketball is still enforced. That's the only rule that's enforced. Backcourt violation uh, and out of bounds. So uh, that said, this game is is really awful. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a zero. Uh, oh. Heather, what do you think? Whoa, zero. Ice cold. You better watch out. Bill Lambeer's going to come for you. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like 73. He can't. <laughs> yeah, he's old. <laughs> you can just walk walk at a normal pace he's away 63 from him. 63 right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my positive is the music. It's like good fighting game stage music. Yeah, I don't mind it. What's that, slap bass? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Slap bass? Yeah. You can't, I mean, you kind of got to jam. Everybody on Zoom right now is kind of jamming out to it. <laughs> if you just, I wish that they would release 
Okay, I so I want here's what I want, guys. I want a Nintendo cart with a flash card built into it that is just actual and I want this for the Genesis too, that is actual music from stages of video games from like the entire library of oh, wow. all video games that you can put on shuffle and they will be produced by the Super Nintendo. Because you would hear stuff like this, you wouldn't have any context for what it was, and you'd be like, this is a pretty good jam. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that exists, and if it doesn't, make it and send it to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to open that mail in 2022 when we come back to the office. So I'm going to give this game... Um... I really liked that song, so I'm going to give it like a 0.5. Like, I can't give it a zero because that song's in there. Also, what is the voice sample? It's like, when you start the game, it's like, let's play. Or something like that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I can think of what it was. That would make me laugh every time. Um, Yeah, 0.5 for Bill Ambeer. 0.5 from the great Heather Ann Campbell. Matt Apodaca. <laughs> okay, so there it goes again. Um, but <laughs> I, it's fine. Um, I, yeah, this. So I, I, you know, I was like, we should do this one because I heard it's bad. But when I was playing it, it be it was clear. I thought it, I was being pranked. That's how bad it was. We played shit for this thing, but it was so. Yes. This is like so obviously like worse than I think anything we've ever played before, because uh, it just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Uh, my positive thing is I gotta say the the like sort of like armor that they're wearing to play <laughs> basketball to me looks comfortable if that makes sense <laughs> like, like on the cover there's like a like sort of like it's not like plush but there's like something around the neck and i was like that seems like it'd be really great and uh i think my biggest dream is to wear sort of like future armor like that's so like in my lifetime i'd love to try on like a sort of mech suit uh so for that alone yeah i'm gonna give this a i'm gonna give it a I'll give it a 0.5 because that is the only thing that I liked is that it. I, wow. I could see myself in it wearing that bad boy. Wow. Wow. And a, uh, another 0.5. Uh, Jason, something positive. Your score. Yeah. So we uh, we talked about the top down camera angle. And one of the effects of that is this very flat, very squashed, very 2D feel to the game. Um, there's not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of things that would add depth, not a lot of attempts to add depth. There are some like lights on the side of the, on the walls, like around the court that uh, uh, there's like a little bit of illustration to kind of pretend that they're showing, they're throwing these like beams down on the court, but it doesn't really work. That said, there is one bit of animation that I, I could tell there was, you know, there was some animator at this company that was like, we've got to, add depth i'm gonna do it myself and they added this uh, the shadow of the ball and it grows and shrinks as the ball to show that the ball is bouncing and is being dribbled as the players move it around the court now um should i be concerned that none of the players cast shadows only the ball <laughs> casts shadows in this game uh, uh it is, a, it is an issue for me. That said, I'm glad that they added the the kind of ball shadow mechanic because, again, it, did, it does show that dribbling is taking place. There's no traveling. There, the <laughs> rules of, of basketball, at least as, as, as uh, 
in in this vein as it as it pertains to dribbling are being followed and so uh, that is going to be my little bit of praise and I will give Bill Ambeer's combat basketball for the SNES I will give it a 0.5 wow wow this is one of our this is one of our lowest scores ever I'm not sure exactly it's where it's a terrible it fucking it's game. really bad it's so <laughs> bad yeah uh but you know what Heather maybe we're wrong maybe we were wrong We've got some reviews from the internet of people who, if we didn't like the game, they liked it. And if we did like a game, they didn't like it. That's how this segment works. Maybe we were wrong. Uh, You know, I've got a review here from Amazon, uh, amazon amazon.com, which made me feel like, all right, I'll just, from Chest Rockwell, in November of 2012, a top view basketball game with tackling and explosives, one or two players, easy controls, automatically activates your closest player to the ball, shooting targets automatically. I bought this game because it was 20 bucks with when other Super NES games cost 50. Price was right. Everything about the game feels primitive. The players look blobby and identical. The court looks plain and geometric. The game counterintuitively uses the same button for all the same moves. Shooting is painfully slow. The game gets hard, no harder as you progress because you can upgrade your own team at the same pace as the computer-controlled teams improved. If you win the first seven games, the remaining 49 are academic. Technologically, this underachieves for a Super NES game. It would have felt bland even on the NES. Yet... So that's everything wow. we've just said. <laughs> Yet despite failing at everything quantifiable, this game is fun. Well, it's um I mean, you know, it's uh, it's got its defenders and I uh they're they're scant few. That was actually the review that I pulled as well, Heather, so I frantically googled while you were talking. Um uh here's here's another one. This is from B Crotch. Jokes on me. I originally bought this game because I thought it would be hilarious bad, hilariously bad. It seemed like a joke for one of the early Simpsons episodes, much like Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. It turned <laughs> out to be really fun. The music is awesome, and although there aren't many options regarding game customization, I find I found myself unable to put it down. Uh, and also, while I was Googling Bill Lambeer, uh, I discovered that there is a song uh, called, there's a song titled Bill Lambeer by a band called Night Toucher. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <It's> a nightmare. <laughs> I have a, uh, a review that takes the opposite stance and may confuse the issue on maybe we were wrong. But this is a review which is much more negative than <laughs> anything that we, <laughs> than we put up for the, for the game. It's from somethingawful.com, and it ends like this. Defining moment. Back in the day, there was a group of kids in my neighborhood who loved to play basketball more than anything else. Ravenous for their acceptance, I vowed to become a hoop-shooting goddess. Unfortunately, I was six years old and approximately three feet tall, so my strategy was to squint my eyes and chuck the ball in the general direction of the basket, namely up. But the shooting mechanic in combat basketball is less reliable than that, as B without the D-pad is shoot meaning there's no way to aim. Even getting close to the basket doesn't improve your odds. So practicing <laughs> basketball long enough to actually win a tournament is like lovingly being dedicated to a gambling addiction. Only your friends will be less likely to respect you. The <laughs> overall score 
on Eileen Stahl's review of Bill Ambeer's Combat Basketball is negative 48. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. So maybe yeah, we were wrong in, in saying this game was worth the 0.5 average or is slightly we, less than that. We might have been too lenient. Hey, it's time for the question block. All right. This one's from at Sad Lungless on Twitter, and they write, has a game ever ignited an interest in something you were previously ambivalent towards or disliked? I used to be afraid of horses before I played Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, this is a great question. I do have an answer, and Me that too. is Can't wait. history. <gasps> the Civilization franchise, oh, the, the wow. PC strategy games... Got made me want to learn more about history. I'm I'm kind of like I don't know if I'm I I don't know enough to be a history buff, but I'm someone who's like super interested in history, loves reading histories, loves listening to history based podcasts, um, and uh, and I credit a lot of that to like playing a civilization game, and I would never know who Mansa Musa was if not for him being a leader in the Civilization franchise. You know, like a lot of world history that's completely uncovered in America's uh, thoroughly gutted uh, public school system <laughs> is stuff that I only learned from uh, from the mind of Sid Meier. So, yeah, I, I think for me it was just like that – I think that particular interest – uh, came from that game and then also other games that are in that same sort of setting. Like, I just always want to learn more about it. Uh, Heather, you seem to have some, w w is your answer similar? Yeah, my answer is extremely similar, which is that I'm currently playing through God of War PS4. I'm, I'm in the final stages of it. And I realized playing this game that I don't know anything about Norse mythology. I don't know how much this is cribbing and adjusting. I don't, like, I, I've seen you know, Fafnir and stuff in Final Fantasy games. Like I've seen y Yg Yggdrasil, the the forever tree. Like I've yes. seen that stuff in games, but I was like, eh, I don't, you know. But this game, I was like, finally, okay, I'm going to do some reading. And I bought some books on North Norse mythology because of God of War. And I'm learning wow. Norse mythology and it's fucking weird and awesome. Like it feels... It feels like, um, I said to Mary, it's like the first time that you see chopsticks, you're like, wait, there are different ways to eat? Mm -hmm. Like in the same way, like I, I, I mean, I've studied world mythology emphasis on Christian, Islam, Roman, Judaism, like, you know, the, the Roman myths and the Greek myths, all that stuff. But like fucking Norse myths are crazy. Like sand is teeth. Wow. Wow. So like there's like an ancient god, Ymir, I believe. Uh again, not I'm not a buff yet. I'm just starting my journey. M Ymir is murdered and turned into the earth or Midgard, and all of the stuff of the earth is Ymir's body. So sand is their ground up teeth. Ugh. Which is great. That's wild. Yeah. Um uh, Jason, anything come to mind? A game ever ever piqued your interest in a topic yeah. you wouldn't otherwise know about? Yeah, um, I ended up um, uh, selling my immortal soul to Satan after the Doom series, which I found so. Nice. No, I, I, um, I, you know, very similarly, uh, Age of Empires was a game that like absolutely captured my imagination in much the same way that uh, you both described. I got very into, you know, like reading about like Roman and Greek history and how 
um, you know, technology evolved over the course of of the lifespans of those uh, cultures, uh, things of that nature. Just because of of uh, you know playing that kind of game, there's something just so addictive about sending your villagers off to chop wood and then imagining how that is becomes the basis of this great civilization. So I did a lot of reading after playing those games. Um, another thing I th- I, this is making me think of is that there were a lot of people who, a lot of musicians who I think started getting it or like, like they got into it because of like guitar hero and rock band. They were like, mm-hmm. Oh, I like playing. I like yeah. playing these fake drums. I want to play the actual drums. Like that, that was kind of a pipeline for a time. Those games aren't really a, a popular in the same way anymore, but I know there, there've been some like DJ iterations mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I, I wonder if that has a similar effect. Um, Matt, do you have anything? Uh, similarly to Heather, when I was playing, when I was very into uh, the original God of War series, I, I mean, uh, what, what the, the first one came out in 2005. So I was just uh, starting high school, but in college, I hate how young you are. I know. Well, <laughs> the thing is, it's not, I can't, not really, you know, cause like, I feel right. like I know <laughs> you're 30, 30 but so. <laughs> I'm much older. No, but yeah. Um, but in college I took a Greek mythology class cause I was like, well, this will be an easy credit. And it turns out not really. <laughs> And what I'm, I was also bad. At, I was bad at school. <laughs> uh, hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at Get Played Potter. Send us an email at getplayedpot at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162 Play. That is 616 275 2933. Our music and engineering is by our MVP, Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been Jason Concepcion. Jason. Uh, thank you so much for playing this execrable game. Uh, thank you so much for for lending your time and your talents to us today. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, like and subscribe to the Take Line uh, YouTube page, the Take Line in all caps YouTube page, where you can find all the content we'll, we'll be dropping. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to Take Line, which is debuting uh, March 16th, and we'll drop every Tuesday thereafter. And thank you so much Heather and Nick for having me and Matt and Devin. It's been wonderful to be here once again on one of my favorite pods to talk about games that are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Um, And Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Star Wars Yoda stories. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Jason just cackling with the light that we have to play Yoda stories. I can't believe you're going to play Yoda stories. 